It's 10 past 10, which can only mean, as I've been teasing so lovingly over the last little while, that it is time for movies, movies, movies. Mm. Welcome to movies, movies, movies. Alright, it's movies, movies, movies time. I'm joined by Jen and Andre, your favourite film lords, who are in a, I want to say, Australiana type of surrounding. There's a lovely painting behind them. I want to say it's an oil on acrylic. Excuse me, that's a Modigliano. It's a, tr- it's a trans Modigliani. That we <laughs> I will have you say. It's not Australiana. <laughs> I simply meant the wallpaper. I simply meant the wallpaper. We just found out that our post-porn film that we made in 2016 has 3,000 views on Vimeo (laughs) with marketing or advertising. So we want to give a big shout out to the queer community and to all the post-porn channels on Vimeo that our film got added to. To all the horny old men who like a bit of narrative with their softcore. We are always striving to infiltrate these post-porn spaces with heavy film, video essay dialogues, and it's just a pleasure to be making work in this day and age. <laughs> it's lovely to see you both. It's been a little while. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice to see you, my um, We've both been playing catch-up in between sickness, but now we're together joined in health. <laughs> mm. I know. For how long? No, I, I'm not... Come on. Don't it's be like pessimistic. day three. It's Do day be, three. Don't be pessimistic on me, Jen. Is it I- exciting to be in the studio right now? What's the vibe in the studio? Um, studio vibes, not gonna lie, if you're listening and wondering, it's extremely COVID safe. I think I'm the only person in at the station right now, which is definitely something that takes me back to doing all-nighters and graveyard shifts at Mm. one to six in the morning, but it's good. Everything's getting sanitized constantly. There is very little contact in between handovers as well. So we're trying to nip this thing in the bud. Oh my god, it sounds so cinematic. It wouldn't be FBI if there wasn't just one person doing everything. (laughs) (laughs) And on that, let's get into some movie news. (laughs) Movie news. That's gossip. Bring it in, pals. What have you got to share with us? Okay, so in a non-positive reference to our current situation. Yes, we're in isolation and lockdown, but for some reason, Jen and I have decided that this time around, movies are actually back in. Last year when we were going through it, I felt like it was a real reckoning with society and uh, personality and personal self, and everyone was trying to kind of reevaluate their entire beings. I mean, I don't want to speak to everyone because I know that some people got deep into cult last year. You're right, you're right, you're right. But all I'm saying is that last year, it really wasn't a time to be gluing ourselves to the screen. It was more of a time to be engaging with the world and engaging with reality. But this time, we know what we're in for so we can sit back, relax, and, you know, process through a bit of Pablo Lorraine, who has a new movie slash show, but I'm calling it a movie because 
it's based on a Stephen King short story, and that always ends up feeling like a movie, even if it's a TV show. Jen, give us the news. Pablo Lorraine, he directed Jackie and got Mike, Mika Levy nominated for an Oscar. Emma, which all the gays are fawning over that came out this year. But what's the show? What's the show? Oh, the show people... is just, just a horror movie with a bunch of, you know, whiteies with Clive Owen and Julianne Moore. You know, mm-hmm. you know what to expect. It's probably similar to the film that I'm going to be reviewing a bit later. But I... better, maybe. My isolation slash lockdown playlist is actually just podcasts featuring filmmakers, mm-hmm. and my new obsession is Tourmaline, this incredible New York-based trans filmmaker who is known for Happy Birthday, Marsha, and also... What's the story behind Happy Birthday, Marsha? So, Tourmaline made this film who, who, who based on all this research on Marsha P. Johnson, and who famously threw the first brick from Stonewall. We don't know. A whole, we don't need to have a whole queer history right now. Well, we can do a bit. But she's a researcher and an archivist who made this film about Marsha P. Johnson, and it was a short film. It's on Vimeo. If you want to watch it, you can rent it. It's a cute little number, a little bit of queer history. But the story is it got stolen. I'm getting there. Oh, Let sorry, me sorry, get sorry. there. Sorry. So Tourmaline made this film about Marsha, and then the whole work behind it, all her research, all her archiving, all her interviews, all her crew, all her ideas, all her meat was taken and then capitalised off by the freaking Netflix doco that came out that made some straighty 180 millionaire. And everyone knows that the real Marsha P. Johnson biopic is in this short film, Happy Birthday, Marsha, which is on Vimeo. I just found out. I'm so excited to watch it during lockdown. And for Pride Month, you can give money directly to... Um, Tourmaline because you can rent it on Vimeo. You can give money directly to the filmmaker. So mm. that's like one of our picks, I would say. Um, what's another one of our picks for, for lockdown? We were excited about researching the definition of photogenie, which is a French impressionist term. Crumbs on Stan, the Ethiopian-directed surrealist masterpiece from 2016. Yeah, Jen, I just found out that the hottest place on Earth is this dry, acrid desert called Delol in Ethiopia. And so we thought, let us watch some Ethiopian films. So we found Crumbs on Stan, which is a hyper-realist, surrealist, kind of mystical film set in the desert and in very harsh landscapes. Crumbs on stand, Google. <laughs> okay, we're going to put this list in the, in, the, in the product theme, but we have some actual news, not just, like, us right, rambling. Right, right. Bring Thornton's... it in, bring it in. <laughs> Sweet Country director Warwick Thornton and Brendan Fletcher, the director of Mad Bastards, are directing a new vampire show called Firebite. It's being greenlit by the Mass for Mass, Breaking Bad, and Mad Men executives at AMC in America. So it's going to be a major American series, vampire series. And Marcus Whale has been tapped to do the theme music. Is that actually true? No, it's not true. But if it like it's on brand. Mm, it would be on brand. Wait, I mean, we cannot be sharing false positive news. That's true. But what if Warwick listens to this show? Because famously, our first interview on this show was with Warwick Thornton, and he said he listens to FBI. So oh, before the show started, Warwick, I was like, if you're listening. Before the show started, I was like, Jen, why is this Warwick Thornton news even news? And Jen was like. You don't understand the importance of this. This is an Aboriginal director working in America. He's probably the only Aboriginal director making a show with AMC. And I was like, fair enough. That's it. Wow. It's huge. <laughs> it's probably huge. It's probably huge. Also because I feel like AMC is, as we all know, AMC is the studio behind, help me out here, Jen, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, Mad Men, these period films that really only go back like 60 or 40 years. So I'm glad that they're engaging with, the, you know, a prehistorical lens and, Jen? Great. <laughs> What's your news? <laughs> Do we have any more news to share? Yeah, we have one more piece, which is just that the Sydney Film Festival has announced their lineup, but like who knows if it's going ahead. And we also want to ask everyone 
Okay, I don't mean to say who knows if it's going ahead because this is only going to last two weeks, right? It's only going to last two weeks, right? It's only going to last two weeks. Um, but um, <laughs> You didn't see the bleeding eyes that just popped out of Jen right there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, basically we're really excited because Jenica Bravo and Jeremy O'Harris's movie Zola, based on the Twitter storm, is going to come and wait for someone to give us an interview with them. Um, but we do have an interview with the director of Sydney Film Festival, Nishen Mudley, and we want to know what you want to know about the Sydney Film Festival. What have been their misfires that you want them to be accountable for? What are the things that were the highlights of Nishen's time there? How long has he been there for? I think it's a 10-year anniversary this year. I think it's a 10-year anniversary. So over 10 years of Sydney Film Festival, mm. how do you think that our festival rates in the world of film festivals and what do you want to see more of? That's right. 0409 945 945 is the number to drop us a line with your questions for Nishen about the Sydney Film Festival we're going to be right back here on Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings. You're on FBI Radio. We're going to dip into a bit of Delawoo and come back with Take Two. This one needs a language warning. Don't claim hood. You ain't done shit for the hood. My boys ain't sin for the hood. Everything I done, I did for the hood. When's the last time you been through the hood? Born and raised, I lived in the hood. No, some J's got dipped for the hood. Them same lads take trips. Sydney with Hood. You're on Mornings with Movies, Movies, Movies. Jen and Andre are joining me and it's time. They've briefed you on the latest film news. What could that mean? Take two. Take two. All right, Jen, Andre, what have we got on today? Mm, mm. Oh my God, mouthful of water as I... <laughs> prepare myself to talk about Gaspar Noé's new film, 
But Jen, why do I feel like this movie actually came out a few months ago and we've only just discovered it on Stan? I just like, who knows when anything came out this year? Yeah, we kind of like boycott release dates because we just discovered this up on Stan. I was actually flicking through wait for it, in the International Art House section, and I saw, oh, Gaspar Noé's 40-minute Cannes Film Festival premiere is actually on stand now, so Aussies can watch it. Do we have a trailer for it, or have we already played it? We do have a trailer, and in short, Lux Eterna is the name of the film. Is that correct? Because the trailer's in French. (laughs) I thought it was going to be a perfume commercial. It could be a perfume commercial. Um, anyway... Not, not to take it away from you, Andre, but if you're listening and you're going, what the hell's going on? This is a recurring movie news segment, and it is time for Jen and Andre's hot takes on some fresh films that they've just watched. This one by Andre Luxaterna is a new spiraling Gaspar Noé short film about a woman directing a scene about a witch burning available on Stan. Here's a little taste. T'as déjà brûlé sur un bûcher euh, Non, 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 pas, non, j'ai jamais brûlé sur un bûcher, mais j'ai brûlé euh, sous une tente. We love when a trailer has a classical hit in it. Andre hit it. What was the classical hit real quick? <laughs> there we go, there we go. I actually want to ask you another about another classical hit. Are you a fan of Charlotte Gainsbourg's music? The one... I'm she not... has that one album produced by Sebastian, which is actually mm-hmm. quite a bob. I'm not not a fan. I think it's like a... Oh no, Jen, Andre, your line is a little shaky. Can we get a stable internet connection happening before we jump into this review? Oh, bum. We have lost Jen and Andre. We'll be right back here on Movies, Movies, Movies. This one right here, Terza with Tectonic on FBI. Tirza with Tectonic. And we've just managed to get Jen and Andre back on the line. Oh, you two. Would it really be locked down without a... I'm back, I'm back. Sorry about the poor connection. All I want to do is wear a beautiful white diamond suit and jumper and talk about Charlotte Gainsbourg. Can I go ahead with my Gaspar Noé review? Is there any chance you could get a little closer to your computer? How does this sound? Can you all hear me? Yes, that's much better. All right, take it away. Okay. Well, here's what I have to say. Am I British yet? Actress Charlotte Gainsbourg speaks French in a butcher shop coloured industry movie about the battle between Catherine Deneuve, Weinstein Defenders, and younger auteur collaborators like Gainsbourg in a satire that's less 30 rock, more strange love about Gaspar Noé's history of anti-feminism. Now, if that's a long sentence that might not make enough sense, but has a couple of meaty little bits, that's essentially what Lux Eterna is. It's 
what I would describe as Gaspar Noé made a film, and at the end of the day, sometimes that's all you're going to get with him. It's 40 minutes, so it's not too much of an endurance test, but it is definitely a um, like a film set sexual harassment piece that follows an older actress turned director barking about the old days of sexually deviant auteurs versus more new age contemporary actresses who don't put up with, uh, as I like to say, caca merde. It's aggressive for the sake of plot, and it's used hot red lighting for the sake of artistry. It's not new, it's not cutting edge, but if you're expecting a middle-aged auteur to shake it up late career, just give up and watch Euphoria. It's quicker and has more representation. And that isn't to say that Luxie Turner isn't amazing. It's just basically about Gaspar Noé and his sordid onset conduct. What's not to love hate, Jen? <laughs> Maybe it's just an experience of strobing, and uh, an experience of strobing. it really feels like Gaspar is rallying against um, anything he's not allowed to do in cinema. He's really being a bit ableist with this movie, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. just about strobing. I know, and then somehow, somehow hidden in Stan, I feel like this is just kind of a little pocket of Gaspar history that if any diehard fans want to indulge in, they can, but otherwise it's best to be ignored. It's just climax again. He's got a recipe and a formula now. Yeah, look, if anyone is keen to just see some kaleidoscopic uh, visuals, it's all up on Stan, it's Luxitana, and dare I say, Charlie Gainsbourg is one of my favourite actors. I love the split screen at the start. There is some pretty effective split screen at the start, and it's a bite-sized chunk of Gaspar for those out there who are diehards. Sick. We are going to dip into a little more music here on FBI on Movies, Movies, Movies. This is 1300 with no caller ID. It needs a language warning. Let me know what you think on 0409 945 945 about the track, about the movies, and so much more. We will be right back after this. 1300 <laughs> with no caller ID out of Sydney. You're on Movies, Movies, Movies here on Mornings with me, Maya Billick. We've worked through a few technical difficulties and we are back bigger, better, stronger than ever with two takes. Now, we just had Andre's hot take, I'm going to call it. Now, Jen, it is your turn. What are you going to be reviewing? I'm reviewing False Positive, which is a highly kind of anticipated, if you care, film from Alana Glazer with Justin Theroux and Pierce Brosnan on Hulu, A24 about IVF drama. Ooh, all right, on that, let's hear a little taste of the trailer. Welcome to the family. How are you? A little crazy, I am seeing things. Honey, me too. I'm having the wildest mommy brain lately. I don't, I don't think it's mommy brain. I think Dr. Rindle did something. I think they're in on it. In on what? Now, this movie sounds crazy. Jen, I'm excited to hear your take. Bring it on. So I guess the first thing that struck me about this movie was how much the actual plot was landing for me, especially the week of the Britney Spears trial. It's all about a woman's, like, right to her own body and choices around her own body. But, like, at the end of the day, no, Alana, don't do it Joker style. We don't need 70s nostalgia anymore in 2021. You don't need to be compared to the scare of 61st and Red Square. You don't need to do Roman Polanski revisionism, even if it sounds good on paper. Run away from A24. 
ultimately Alana Glazer, even with an Amazon special called The Planet Is Burning, is like above criticism at this point. And I'm going to attribute the sad, minimal dialogue in this movie to the directorial choice by John Lee, but she really tries in this film. And the ideas are good on paper. False Positive is this, like, Hulu TV movie from Gay24 about a nightmare IVF process based on true stories of women who having their, like, agency completely ignored by their husbands and doctors during pregnancy. And it plays like an elongated version of that orgasm therapist episode of Broad City from the second to last season that was famously depressing because they shot during winter... It's got Mamma Mia's James Bond as the Doctor, Charlie's Angels Full Throttles, Justin Theroux as her daddy. But everything is performatively stilted and Stepford and slightly Ryu Murakami surrealist. And it feels a little bit like Richard Kelly's The Box, but clean and streamable. I don't know. I hate to dismiss this queen. And supposedly horror people are happy people, but the best post-Broad City work, in my opinion, is still Abby Jacobson's MoMA podcast for babies. About art. Damn. Andre, this 2.5 moment... This is mm. a 2.5 star moment. I never want to believe people who say that the difficulty of going from a TV show to any other project is that people are always going to recognise you for the character you played on a TV show. It's why we don't see any of the Desperate Housewives doing interesting work. But <laughs> I, I can't shake Alana off Alana. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it does mean that I'm waiting for the comedy at every turn in this movie. And it kind of comes through sometimes. Like, I feel like Alana has... Because she's written the script for this film, and it's definitely a horror film, but horror is always the reverse flip side of comedy. And there are slight moments where there are, like, jokes about gag reflexes or Mm. ordering, you know, organic takeaway. And I just want to laugh so hard, but she's trying so earnestly to maintain this dramatic, dramatic performance. And... At the end of the day, I just keep thinking, no matter how good or bad this film is, Alana will always have such a solid place in my heart, and that's all I can think about in what's ostensibly supposed to be a pregnancy horror film. You can't you can't break the Alana from the Alana, and that's all I'm ever going to see in her. And no amount of polished cinematography can shake that. No amount of A24 sheen is going to take away the eye from the eye, and that's fine. But this is not a standalone horror film that will grab anyone's attention, other than diehard Broad City fans. Well, damn, that is a gripping uh, review and critique, but I think fair. Do you reckon it's what? What do you think about the fact that she's actually pregnant and was? pregnant during the making of it i know and pregnant to a computational biologist um (laughs) it definitely you can definitely see some of that process and some of it is definitely slightly problematic i don't want to give any of it away because it's like a little bit get out and um will ruin your time with it but i have been on twitter and there's some complications in this film there's some complications i just feel like it in 2021 and when you're talking about pregnancy you can't keep calling it a woman's ordeal it's like come on stop it we need to break (laughs) away from that all right fair 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 i you know jen andre i do look forward to your reviews every fortnight because you never go down the path that i think you do it's always an interesting take full of nuanced critique references you are both uh, what's the word um you've studied your craft to a t and i so look forward to them every fortnight so don't ever stop oh that's so nice the secret to us is that we want everyone in the film industry dead (laughs) (laughs) 
Now, if you're listening and wondering what the heck, this is a fortnightly movie review, movie news uh, segment here on Mornings with me, Maya Billick. We'll be right back after this track by Reality Instructors with a bit of spotlight action, which is where Jen and Andre shed a little light on some local action, whether it be a creative, um, a work or something that's happening locally, something international that's coming locally. So don't go anywhere. We've got spotlight after this on mornings and on movies, movies, movies. This one's got a language warning out of Sydney. I'm enrolled by Reality Instructors. It's Reality Instructors with I'm Enrolled. You're on Movies, Movies, Movies. It's time for some spotlight. Spotlight. never see it but every time I play that sting I do my best impression of every voice on there (laughs) on movies 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 it's spotlight Jen Andre what are we spotlighting so we're spotlighting the only person in the film industry who I don't want dead Nishen Woodley who is going to be chatting to us this year about the next stage of the Sydney Film Festival which went a bit hybrid last year anyway we don't want to just give a tradition interview. We want to ask questions of Nishen and his curation. It's been 10 years since he started at Sydney Film Festival, and we want to go through his regrets, his highlights, his close calls. We want to really get nitty-gritty with Nishen, and we wanted to open up the question brainstorming with our listeners. So if anyone has any questions of the head of Sydney Film Festival, Please text FBI because we want to know what you want to know. Was your film turned away and do you still harbour a grudge? Do you feel totally dismayed by the Curation Sydney Film Festival? We want to be able to grill Nishen in a loving, kind way. And We've been watching Z-Way. We've been taking notes. We've been taking notes and we're just curious about the future of Sydney Film Festival considering that cinema is basically, you know, I want to say dead, but I'm going to be a bit more optimistic and say it's changing. It's, it's evolving. Undead. It's undead. It's back It's back from the dead. Truly. 0409-945-945 is the number to drop your questions into Tuna Shan Woodley, the head programmer of the Sydney Film Festival for Jan and Andre to share with said programmer in an interview coming very, very soon here to FBI Radio. Jen, Andre, thank you so much for another Ripper Movies, Movies, Movies. I've missed hanging out with you, truly. Oh, we missed you too, Maya. So we better be back in a fortnight's time. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, definitely, definitely. And if we get really, really bored, maybe even next week. No, not fortnight. <laughs> well, on that, Movies, 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 you can catch uh, at fbiradio.com slash programs just after the 10 a.m. mark on Mornings with me, Maya Billick. Or wherever you get your podcasts from, just search FBI Radio and Movies, Movies, Movies will be right there. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.